Hail and welcome to Circle Talk, a podcast for seekers, initiates, and the curious by four Alexandrian witches with endless different opinions. We are your hosts. Hi, I'm James, a high priest and coven leader from just outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. Hi, I'm Peter, a high priest and coven leader from South Wales. Hi, I'm Josie, a high priestess and coven leader outside Melbourne, Australia. And I am G, a high priestess and coven leader from outside Boston, Massachusetts in the U.S. And we are a podcast where we talk about Alexandrian witchcraft and explore differing opinions on how the Alexandrian tradition is practiced in various covens and around the globe. Listeners are reminded that while we are all initiates of the Alexandrian tradition, as you know, we only speak for ourselves and not for the tradition as a whole, which we all feel is an impossible thing to do. This is episode 14. You might want to take a moment and pause this and go back to listen to our introductory episodes, episode zero, introductions, and episode one, definitions, or check them out after you enjoy this one. This is our Sabbath special, and today we're going to be talking about our personal practices around this time of year and touch upon what it is our covens may be up to for the summer solstice or the winter solstice, depending on what hemisphere you're in. So uh, as we're going into this episode, I was reminded our previous episode was on sex and drugs and rock and roll. And we talked about the use of music and ritual. And then I listened to the Seeking Witchcraft podcast on their use of the magical voice. And the priestess that they were interviewing on Seeking Witchcraft did a bit where she sang, oh, do not tell the priest of our art for he would call it sin, which I am not going to sing because she did it so beautifully. I'm not sure I can really compare, but it brought such joy to my heart because that's the song that we sing at the end of summer solstice. And I think I mentioned that in our sex and drugs and rock and roll episode. I can't remember. But to me, that's just one of those songs that again, just like brings to mind so much for me, the, the holiday and what's going on outside. And I think that's true of winter solstice as well, that there's so much music that I associate like George Winston's album is to me, like speaks so strongly to like, what I see and feel outside during winter. I think these solstices, because they're so, we're so very much at the pinnacle of the season. Um, There's so much good music and art that brings those feelings home. So all of that having been said, high five, get on the broom and let's go witches. Per usual, we will start out with explaining astronomically what's going on with these solar holidays. So the solstices are the point at which the sun seems to hit either its northernmost or its southernmost point, depending on where you are, relative to the equator. And as a result, the sun seems to stand still at those points. And so um, these are typically the height, we call them the beginning of summer or the beginning of winter, but in many ways, they're also the height of each of those. James, what's going on energetically? Well, summer solstice or winter solstice, as you said, is the the height, but it's the longest. Sorry, my cat's extra loud today. Um, he didn't like he didn't like you calling him out like that at all. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't know what's up with him. He's just sitting in the bathroom and meowing for some reason. He's using his magical voice. I guess he he discovered it echoes or something. Um, so longest day. Longest night, well, energetically, it, it follows suit. Um, you get a lot of solar, lunar energies, um, a lot of growth, but also on the other side, it's sitting in your sanctuary from the harshness of winter. Um, so things like that. It's, it's kind of the, the energetic theme for this time of year. Okay. So, um, Peter, culturally, 
what do you feel is going on around the summer solstice in your area? So I think for us, like, we don't get a lot of sun in Wales. Listeners, you can join in with this if you want to. Um, We don't get a lot of sun in Wales. And I know that the sun is shining right now. But for us, it's the time when when people get together. We can finally start going um, outside more often, enjoying the fresh air, allowing allowing all of that change to happen. And, and that build up for us um, is all about, I suppose, linking to what James was saying energetically and, you know, the movement of energy and, and the celebration of sun. Um, but I think culturally um, it is it is about just about celebrating with family. You know, most of our um, Sabbaths we hold as opens anyway at the moment. Um, and it is about getting together and about celebrating, especially for the summer solstice life. You know, that's that's what it means for us, I suppose, culturally. It is that celebration of life. And uh, on the opposite end of the planet, Josie? Well, on the opposite end of the planet, it's um, winter. And culturally, this is something that has been celebrated at this time of year for a really long time. And modern, um, like modern pagan and witchcraft kind of celebrations at this time aren't necessarily reconstructions of, but are certainly inspired by a lot of the Northern European traditions time, um, often around the idea of Yule, which was a Germanic and Scandinavian time, um, often over several days, up to 12 days, uh, a bit of respite, bringing the walls in. And, and we still try to do that at this time. I think that's so interesting because to me, of course, our winter solstice is associated with all those quintessential secular winter holidays. And so it's just such a hard thing to wrap my head around the idea that you're on the opposite. Like right now I am in like prime barbecue season, like sitting with a beer on a, in like a folding chair outside watching people throw balls around and you're like, it's cold and we're going to light logs. And it's really interesting to have those things separated out. Of course it's normal for you. I'm sorry. Um, for me, it's like, such oh, a I'm very existence. jealous. I'm looking I'm looking at you all in your t-shirts and singlets and I'm, I'm very jealous in my woolen jumper with my cup of hot chocolate here. <laughs> this is a perfect time for you to come visit. Think about that for next year. I will. It's going to happen. We're going to make it happen. A hundred percent. Maybe <laughs> if, you know, gas prices ever go down and flights become affordable again. <laughs> there must be some island out in the sea somewhere that's roughly halfway for all of us where we can meet. Find out the cheapest way to do it. Maybe it's Hawaii. That'd be nice. Meet in Hawaii. <laughs> Geography is not my strong suit, but no. So energetically, astronomically, culturally, that's what's going on. What do we each do to celebrate the coming holiday? What kind of fun traditions or plans do we have? It's all about the land here for us. Whether you're going out and going camping or making offerings of the land. Um, the church we and I grew up with, they would take the first ears of corn, uh, maize and the rest of the uh, world. They're not, they wouldn't be ripe yet, but they would be young and they would use these as an offering um, because it was a common offering for the native tribes in that part of the country. So they would do that, but really it's getting outside and soaking up the sun, celebrating the brightest time of year um, with each other. So that's that's kind of what we do, <clears throat> um, whether it's coven or family-wise. Now, my, my, my son doesn't know it yet, but he's rolling up on his manhood right. Um, he is 
checked off everything I wanted him to have checked off um, before doing that. And some of them were intangible attitudes towards life, and some of them were I wanted him to demonstrate certain skills, and he he's done those things. So it's approaching rapidly. That's exciting. Is it a surprise? Um, he knows it's coming. Mm. He doesn't know what it entails. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's nice. It's on the way. It's nice that it all like maybe you you did it this way on on purpose for the reason, but it's nice that it, it sounds like it's going to culminate with the um with the summer solstice as well. All of that like symbolism. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds really cool. It's complete coincidence, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to run with it. Run with it and take it. Yeah. Um, for us as well, really, really similar to what James has planned. Um, it's about getting outside. It's about soaking up our sun. We will more than likely hold an open ritual. Um, in fact, my high priestess is in the middle of writing the open ritual. Um, and the major motif for us is about celebrating the sun at at its at its Um, at its zenith. That was the Welsh word antith. <laughs> uh, celebrating the sun at its zenith, and you know just soaking as much up as we can because we know that after midsummer for us the days. Um, you know, the nights are going to get longer, the days are going to get shorter, there's going to be less sunshine. So, yeah, really, really similar to James, to be fair. Yeah, ours is, um, our solstice rituals are are very much about the fertility of the land also, about the growing corn, about the wheat. Um, yes, of course, about the strength of the sun. We also incorporate um, some, like, hymns to Apollo um, at that point as the God of the sun, as the Lord of light. Um, and then we also, depending on what's going on outside and how our agricultural couple months have been going, we often will incorporate like a rain chant if we're not getting enough rain. So we try and incorporate a little bit of weather magic in there as well to bring on um, what we need for we the have growing. some of our rain if you oh, want, yeah. G. We can send Thank some over you. to you. Yeah, if only it worked um like that we would um we was like kind of celebrating slash not celebrating the the queen's jubilee last night yes and um i say not celebrating because obviously i'm a welsh nationalist so we don't want that queen of england anywhere near wales anyway this like downpour just came out of nowhere and even though we were like under the gazebo and everybody had like coats and jackets we were like oh come on let's just take it inside so if you want any rain yeah. Like, just say the word and I will send it straight over. Thank you. We've actually just had a whole week of like 60 degree uh, Fahrenheit. I need somebody to translate that to Celsius for me, but 60 degree Fahrenheit weather and rain and gray. So it's been um, very damp here. I think we'll probably be fine this year, but I, you know, I appreciate the offer. It's very generous, very generous. Um, yeah. So that's, that's our, that's our ritual. That's our focus. Um, and then, of course, it is like prime. I think that this is a thing that like Australia and the U.S. have in common uh, for our warm weather times, like prime barbecue season. Just it is all about like being outside, grilling meat or, you know, vegetables, whatever, whatever you want to do. And just watching the sports 15 degrees Celsius. Thank you, James. Um, and just like enjoying being together in a very casual way. Yeah. Have a fire outside mm-hmm. and cook your feet on it. Mm-hmm. and relax. I and I love I love playing the like it's 8 30 it's still light outside um 
game that happens. Like the fact that summer feels like it gives us so much more time is such a blessing. Um, I, I'm like, I feel like summer solstice hurts me a little bit because I, the, the fact that at the solstice, we are at the longest day, but also it's all downhill, like breaks something inside me a little bit each time. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's like, is it almost over already? Like, does that like two, three months goes by so fast? Um, but yeah. And then what about you, Josie, for the winter solstice? What are y'all cel- doing to celebrate? Um, I've been reflecting on the winter solstice a bit this year and the older I get and the more carbon-based stuff I am involved with, I think more and more this is a holiday about humanity and humanity's um, ability to see things through when they work together. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this is probably the most community-focused holiday for me because it's about you know, bringing people together and just during those still times, mm-hmm. um, seeing your way through the dark and through this darkest night. It got dark at about 4.30 here today and it's four degrees and raining outside. And it's going to keep getting, I think it's snowing here tomorrow actually. Um, so bringing family in and, and celebrating with them and, and sharing all the good things that there are you know, as you kind of sing the light back in, as you sing the light out up in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, We do this with a lot of, um, like, usually a bonfire, mulled wine, um, lots of food. (laughs) Um, The rituals often focus on sort of community and what you're going to keep and what you're going to bring into the rest of the year. Um, and what you're going to leave behind as the days get lighter, what you're going to leave behind in the dark. So we've been on that roller coaster down, down, down into the dark the last few months, and we're finally going to start slowly creeping back up out of that. Um, yeah, I've been reading a Nigel Pennick book called Pagan Magic of the Northern Tradition as well. Um, all of the Nigels are great who write about paganism, Pennick especially. Um, and he writes a lot about... I didn't realise just how much, like I knew guising was a part of of midwinter things in some parts of Europe, but um, I didn't realise how much backlash there was about especially masks and wearing masks in like a bunch of European countries. There are lots of really severe penalties for guising and masks. Um, And I'm I'm looking at incorporating more of that into my winter solstice stuff for that reason. Awesome. Um, What kind of recommendations do folks have for seekers or beginners, maybe who don't have a group to practice with in terms of how they can honor the holiday? If you're doing winter solstice, stay up all night. I really recommend it at least once in your life that you do this. When I was in an Aussie group when I was much younger, a heathen group, um, we stayed up all night, tended the fire, just sat, had those quiet kind of intimate conversations you can have with really close friends and saw the sun come up on the solstice morning and that was so special but my first cousin when i was in outer court we did that um and then we we sang the sun up as a group um i don't i don't remember the chant it was something they wrote the night before when we were you know tending the the flames but it was a good time um for us though you know, it's all about the sun, go outside, all that stuff. But I would also look forward and backwards at Beltana and Lunasa, and it will really help you better understand you're coming out of the sacred marriage, but you're moving towards first harvest. What does that mean? What What does it mean on an inner level? 
and and look at that and sit in it and feel the transition because although you're at the the zenith it's also a period of transition you're you're getting ready to turn towards the dark and what does that mean i think i, I say this nearly every sabbath that we that we have just get out there you know feel the changes in the seasons feel what's happening around you energetically you know whether that means it's it's, it's a walk in a forest or whether it's a walk down the street just be mindful about what's happening around you and and take that in and work with that as well if you can practice with a coven or a group even better to get that shared experience but if you can't then just get out there and experience what one nature is, is offering you yeah i would agree with all of that i think you know again we come to the fact that these solar holidays are so clearly reflected in what's going on both culturally and exactly what you can see outside that i think incorporating little everyday rituals to celebrate them and honor them um, are made somewhat simpler this is a very these are very family friendly holidays um, very easy to include friends and loved ones um, in your practices in in really sweet and poignant ways so that brings us to the end of the episode uh, today we talked about again the background information on the solstice what we each do and then just some suggestions for beginners and seekers and as our closing thought, I want to offer this quote from Margaret Atwood. This is the solstice, the still point of the sun, its cusp and midnight, the year's threshold and unlocking, where the past lets go of and becomes the future, the place of caught breath. Thank you all for joining us. As a reminder, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as Circle Talk for Witches. That's four as in the number four. Twitter as circle for witches or email us at circle talk for witches at gmail.com. If you have any questions, queries, thoughts, or ideas for future discussions, please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And from all of us at circle talk, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed solstice.